You're listening to Teen Table Talks with Teen Health 101, a podcast where teens have a roundtable conversation about health topics that impact the youth and teens today. Join us at our lunch table, where a group of teens come together to debate, joke, and share experiences about topics from nutrition to mental health to the healthcare industry. Hi, I'm Reedy. I'm a sophomore in high school from Massachusetts. I love being part of Teen Health 101 because I think it's a great opportunity to discuss important mental health issues like nutrition and school. It's helping to learn more about focusing on myself. Hi, I'm Athena, a current sophomore in high school from California, and being part of Teen, Teen Health 101 has helped me get in touch with creating better goals for myself in areas regarding physical and mental health. Hi, I'm Han. I'm a high school junior from Minnesota. Being part of Teen Health 101 has allowed me to connect with more teens about their experiences with physical and mental health. Hi, everyone. This is the Teen Table Talks with Teen Health 101. On this podcast, we will be talking about anything and everything that relates to the youth and teens today. Today's topic is COVID-19 one year later. Let's get into it. So I think for everyone, just the one year later has been kind of weird and in a way nostalgic to think that it's been like one year since all of this started. So I kind of want to do a little bit of a recap of some things that we've learned. And I think as a society, what we've all gone through, um, it's been difficult for sure. Um, I think with the idea of being isolated, you never really understand that a lot of your social skills can kind of fall apart in a sense. And I think that whenever you start with you know, isolating and social distancing yourself, you can't really meet new friends or, you know, go to parties or see your people that you always see, especially at school. So personally, for me, I think the idea of being introverted and just being a little bit more reserved to myself has been a lot more prevalent than it was uh, a year ago. I feel like I was a lot more social and I would text a lot more people and um, especially just people you would see at school you have those like friends that are just school friends and like your close group that you see all the time. So I get a little bit sad thinking that like, I haven't seen those school friends in a while. And um, especially for high schoolers and just everyone who's in like uh, a, a school really would understand the fact that like, you won't see those people all the time. And it definitely is a little bit sad. Um, and also the idea of trying to find new hobbies and um, staying at home for so long, you kind of pick up some new like, things that you just do every day. Um, for me, I started making like clay jewelry. Um, I think that kind of kind of got popular on TikTok last summer. And I just like started making jewelry. I started being a little bit more creative in that aspect. And um, that kind of kept me sane for a little bit. Um, I want to know like, Han, what are your favorite hobbies to do, especially at home? Okay, so I am like a complete introvert. And like, any kind of social interaction was always like hard for me so I was always like a big reader and a writer person and I feel like like quarantine has allowed me to be like oh I have all this time to like really really enjoy reading because that that was always like something that like I didn't have that much time for yeah but now like I do but I also feel like what we all like fail to realize is that like before COVID, I feel like we all just took like the little interactions at school or something for granted. Like, you know, those like five minute conversations that you would have yes. in between classes with people that you run into the hallway and you don't realize like how much you needed those to kind of just like keep going with your day because 
honestly high school is really rough yeah just like being able to see people and like relate to people that just made everything just so much easier yeah I think like those five minute conversations especially with people that you're not super close to but like the people who are like next to your locker like I became close to people who I didn't even know and were in like different grades that were literally just next to my locker and we would just talk um for like you know quick second before I would leave or go in between classes so I think those little interactions definitely like like you said like you need them just to continue on with your day and I think I'm definitely used to the new lifestyle I've, I've created for myself and um in Los Angeles where I am everything's pretty much opening up and my school literally just sent us an email saying like we're opening in April and I'm like so used to this so I don't know how it's going to be to adjust to everything that's back to normal um it's kind of weird just to think that like we would all hang out with each other without masks and be able to see people like who you don't know where have been in the last two weeks and um you could just like hang out with anyone really back then and now it's definitely different so I think adjusting to that will be a little bit more different and um also kind of relating to the topic of mental health and COVID um that's definitely something I think I've worked on a lot, especially because school is quite draining, especially in person, you have to wake up early and I did sports. So I would have to stay after school till like six o'clock and you know, the bus would take me to a different school to play a game there and take me back. So I would just be like at school basically all day. And that's definitely really draining. So I think getting at home last year, I had to like tell myself that like, I could relax for a second and that that entire lifestyle was put to a hold for a second. So um, my mental health definitely did, I feel like get better, um, but also being self-isolated is a little bit difficult to manage. So how did you kind of manage your mental health and um, did it maybe go down, did it go up? Or I feel like it was a roller coaster for everyone, but um, I just wanted to know like how you kind of managed it as well. So mine ended up fluctuating like so much because um I did have to learn how to like slow down because I was always the type of person to be like oh if I'm not like doing a million things I will create a million things for myself to do so me forcing myself or being forced to like get out of those kind of situations was actually really hard for me because I get bored very easily and when I get bored I just like get really sad and everything But then I also at certain times would feel happier because like school was just like not as difficult and draining for me anymore. And, you know, like that kind of thing, but also just like not having anything to do that just really sucked. Yeah, I think like it was kind of like a win-lose situation where the schoolwork kind of lessened for that time period. But then you're also like, okay, now that I don't have much school, now that my class is finished early, I'm home with all this time. What do I do? And then I think I discovered Chloe Ting and like all that stuff at the time. So that kind of like an hour a day, I would just kind of like, you know, look at YouTube videos and do those cool 15 minute ab exercises. And that took up like a few, a little span of my time, but it definitely didn't really, it didn't really do much to be honest. At the end of the day, I feel like I could have spent it reading like you said that would have been great um but uh kind of segueing into the topic of what we're going to do next and how everything is recovering um I want to talk maybe a little bit more about the vaccine updates and uh how it's been in my community so I mentioned before like in 
multiple podcasts that like I do live in Los Angeles so we are like very much a hotspot for LA not as much as it was a few months ago I think the cases have definitely slowed down quite a bit um, especially because of the vaccines but um, I kind of want to go back to when the vaccine first came out and there was a lot of concerns about who needed the vaccine the most and who was actually eligible for it so they first started with nursing homes, um, the elderly, frontline workers, and they're slowly trying to incorporate more adults. Um, and that, I think that was kind of smart of them, especially because my grandma, she, she was in a, in a nursing home. And last year, well, she's still in a nursing home. Last year in like early March before the shutdown even happened, they closed down completely. And um, I remember thinking, wait, that's kind of weird. Like maybe it's, it's this you know entire pandemic might be serious and then the vaccine the lockdown happened a few weeks later so nursing homes were the first thing to shut down and they were the first place to really get the um, vaccine so I think that's great they definitely needed it the most Um, and so most of the people I know who have gotten it um, is like grandparents and people you know who have who work inside of the healthcare industry Um, some personal people who I know is mostly like my friends, parents who are in, you know, healthcare and um, my grandparents as well. And there's also a few places that are like packed. I remember I was driving down Hollywood Boulevard like last week and Children's Hospital had like this huge line going all the way around the corner just for the vaccine. And um, it's pretty legit, honestly. They have like you need to bring a bunch of paperwork. They need to make sure you're eligible for it. And it's really great. Um, I think that's definitely going to help down the slow, of, um, like the, the slow of the entire, slow down the pandemic quite a bit. Um, and also Dodger Stadium is super packed with um, giving out the vaccines. And so Gavin Newsom, I think yesterday he announced that by April 15th, everyone above the age of 16 in California will be able to take it. Um, And also in Arizona, I think right now, if you're over the age of 16, you can take it, which is literally amazing. I think that's great. Um, But do you know anyone who's taken it, Han? Or people in your community that have? So, um, yeah, so March 30th for Minnesota, that's when uh, 16-year-olds are going to, like 16 is going to be like eligible all across the state. To take it but I know at community centers they are vaccinating um 16 year olds and up too but I think Minnesota has actually done a pretty good job of vaccine rollout so it's not it's not like too worrisome I heard in California though there was like a bit of a shortage though like what is that um so basically the California supply for the vaccines was like to underserved communities and like 10% for teachers. And then the rest was like for the elderly and like the regular population. And so still like people over the age of 65 have yet to receive those vaccinations um, that they were promised in the beginning. So I think like the biggest challenge is like actually making it on time and creating enough doses for everyone. And so uh, usually vaccines take a few years to develop. So I think the fact that like last year, we were all wondering when you know COVID would be over and how we could get out of this. And I think the vaccine is definitely the answer um, in some way or another. I think everyone has their own comfort zones with like COVID especially. And some people are open to the vaccine, some people aren't. 
Um, but personally, I think that if you really need it and if you um, have been social distancing in a way that you have been relying on a vaccine to come out so you can go out and so you can live your life normally, that's definitely the way to do it. I know a lot of people who have gotten it and they've said that the vaccine was kind of like a lift off their shoulders in a way and it kind of let them breathe for a second. Um, I think the only thing that's wrong with it is that there's like limited amounts and that's a little bit worrisome because I mean, they're making more of course. And I feel like by the time this podcast has come out, a lot more people would have been vaccinated by then, but um, it's just a little bit worrisome that there might not be enough uh, for everyone. But I personally, um, I think it'll work out just fine. And um, if we have to wait for everyone to get it, that's totally fine. Um, I'm not sure if I'll be getting it to be honest, because I've, haven't really left my house much. I think I've gone to the grocery store like four times since March, which is crazy um, since last March. So I don't really plan on like going out too much, especially after all this lockdown stuff is lifted. Um, but I also uh, would kind of like to talk about our observations about one year later. And uh, is this really what we expected like a year later to happen? So uh, um, if Mar if Han could kind of take the handle for this one and talk about maybe how one year later we're still dealing with it. Yeah, I think it's really crazy that it's like a full year later and it time just passed so like weirdly. Like it was really slow, but then it was also really quickly at the same time. I don't think anybody ever like expected COVID to actually go on this long. Like I know personally I thought it would be over by like the summer myself. So I was like, oh, like, this is not going to last long. I'll be back in school, like, full-time in person and all that stuff. But that has certainly not been the case. And, you know, sometimes I get, like, really sad about that. But I'm also, like, weirdly enough grateful for, like, this whole experience because it's really been a learning experience for me. And it's allowed me to adjust my life in a way that I never would have done if like this had it happened and I think that everything just turned out better for me post you know a year after this whole situation what about you Adina? for sure um I think uh I'm privileged enough to say that I haven't been affected by this pandemic because no one I know has really been hurt by it um but I do have a really close friend and people in my uh, distant family who have been really affected by it and so I think in the situation where we're teenagers and we could have taken this um, little break to better ourselves and physical mental health and um, you know adding to our own personal knowledge has been really great and a, a, like you said a good learning experience but it's different for everyone and I feel like uh, some people who are are privileged to know that like they're, they haven't been affected are quite tone deaf to not social distance or try to do their part. So I think, I think that part has just been a little bit difficult. Um, you know, whenever I do my part and I stay home and then you see people not staying home and uh, not doing their part, it's a little bit difficult. So like, we never thought that after so long, we would still be, you know, in the situation. And I remember like, my dad telling me, um, oh yeah, you're, you're going to be doing online school till like 2021. And here I am, <laughs> it's March and I'm still, we're still here. Um, but I think 
the idea of like a post-COVID world is kind of a little bit odd to think about the fact that like we're not going to be wearing masks forever, even though I think maybe, you know, give it like two or three years, hopefully most people will be vaccinated by then and maybe like the, it could kind of strain out a little bit. Um, But people are saying, you know, the COVID will just turn into like a regular flu and something seasonal. But I don't know, it's definitely still going to be around forever. But um, I can pretty much already see things that are going back to normal. And most places in LA, we opened up like three or four weeks ago, every they opened up all of LA. And so that was a huge, huge deal, because it was a huge hotspot for um, cases. And so um, I think, you know, restaurants and malls are open. So we're almost there. And I don't know if people are really taking it seriously anymore. They definitely should. Um, But I didn't think it would open up this quickly, at least for my area. And I saw something on Twitter. It was like Disneyland closed at 3000 cases, but they opened up at 3 million cases. And I thought that was kind of not funny, but it was just like, it doesn't make sense almost. Um, And so people are kind of starting to revert to pre-COVID, you know, to their pre-COVID lives, uh, which were hanging out with friends, going to restaurants and um, the vaccine is going to start being administered to teenagers on April 15th or 19th around that time. So in California, at least. So many families are going to you know, feel safer venturing outside of their homes and living their regular day-to-day lives. So I think that definitely is a plus for everyone. Um, I know, like, again, I, I haven't been really too affected, especially because of the fact that like no one in my family has been super sick from the virus. So I, I'm super lucky and super blessed to feel that way, but people who have, have lost a lot and it's super unfair, especially the financial aspect for a lot of families. Um, It's been kind of damaging. And I think in that sense, like the stimulus checks, and I don't think we're going to go into that too much today, but um, there, there always needs to just be more help. I think to everyone, um, in, in this type of environment that we've all created. Um, so I think uh, that was all for today. And so we would love to hear what you think about COVID-19, um, the one year later mark. So feel free to reach out to us on our Instagram, any other socials or on our website.